This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Regan Smith had never led a lap at Dover until today, and today he's led 79, especially the most important one, the last one. He will win the Hisense 200. You're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Up Front, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your host, Regan Smith and Keith White. Welcome back to another episode of Junior Motorsports Up Front, brought to you by Dale's Pale Ale. Are we welcoming them back like they were already here today? or Like they had listened before. Oh, okay. All right, just making sure. So All right. If you haven't listened before, welcome to instead of welcome back. There you go. But that was a hell of a radio call. Thanks thanks to MRN Radio for giving us that recap of your win there, Regan. That was pretty interesting to listen to, wasn't uh, any, it? Any win recap is always interesting to listen to. And the to. thing about radio is they make the calls so great. Like, if you watch on TV, I guarantee you it's not nearly as exciting as actually listening to the radio call. I Well, here's the difference. And I want to preface this by saying that the TV announcers do a really good they job. They do. They and, do. And the crews that they have right now, I, I'm a fan of, right? I, I enjoy listening to, even this weekend with Lee Diffie, Dale Jarrett, guys like that on mm-hmm. there. They do a really good job. I think the difference is, is radio has to describe so much more to you about what's right. happening. Because you can't see it. Now you're painting a picture. It's right. probably, it'd probably be the equivalence of a book versus a movie. A lot of people, I don't read a lot of books. Obviously. A lot of people that read books say the book's always better than the movies because you're painting your own picture yeah. instead of somebody else's picture. Yeah. Joining us today, engineer on the seven car, Alan Hart. Welcome. Hello. How are you guys doing? We're good. Good. How are you? Thirsty. Thirsty. We got some Dale's Palo upstairs. We didn't bring it down. I, I've roped him into coming in here. He was actually in Jason's <laughs> office working on stuff, and I said, hey, I got a beer in here for you. Okay. And he was out of the office as quick as he could. We get into the studio, and he's, he's looking around. around. Like, eh, we won't tell him that there's no beer in here right How now. How about this? We'll get you beer after the show. I all promise. Right, great. Great. It'll be delicious. And it's been all around a pretty good beer day because we had a beer toast today, company beer toast for yeah. Regan's win at Dover. Always good. That's and We knocked that one out pretty quick. We usually are a week or two behind on beer toast, but... Uh, you know, good to good to get that out uh, right away, and and nothing wrong with uh, you know a little little lunch. We had company lunch this morning. Yep, lunch, a little beer, beer at lunch. It. Yeah, that's what happens when we win. That's why Alan's in a good mood today. Yeah, yeah. You, I only had one though. Just one. Just getting just getting close. Just just a tickle. That's all. Alan's always in a good mood. I kind of like having Alan around because everyone accuses me of being too negative when I in fact think I'm, think I'm a realist. But when Alan's around, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's very positive. He forces me to be positive, much like you do, Regan. See, we're trying to help you be a better person. Thank you, guys. That's what we all try and do. You've been the engineer on the 7 car two years now. We've worked together uh, since since the start of last season, and uh, obviously a lot of a lot of time together, a lot of time spent on the road together. Yeah, and, and yeah, we've had some good times. Had some good times, had some frustrating times, had a little bit of everything in between there. Yep. So, But this weekend was not very frustrating. It was very exciting. You know what's funny? When the TV reporters come to us and ask us what you're saying sometimes, if you tell them the driver's saying nothing, they're like, oh, so he's happy. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good assessment. <laughs> he, was, he was very happy. Not a word. I know. And was, it's probably the longest stretch we've ever gone. <laughs> Alan gives me a hard time because I'm quick to push the button, quick yep. to talk, and and this this goes back to our conversation last week where I got my lovely nickname that oh, yeah. uh, that what now that? Mike Davis texts me constantly. What, what was that nickname? Ball shocker. <laughs> Ball shocker. I was okay with forgetting that nickname, <laughs> but uh, thanks for bringing it up. But it goes back to that, and and it must have resonated because I didn't push the didn't push the button much, and and it was music to my ears. Yeah, but since we have both of you here, I want to ask you both this question. 
And obviously, Regan, your Sunday was probably pretty fun. Sunday fun day for you after a win. I I, I do a nice job of enjoying wins. Yes. Okay. And I I'm do sure do Alan that. does the same. Yeah, I had a good time. I can confirm that. Yeah. But Re- my question to you guys, sorry, I got off track there, is how difficult is it to get on a racetrack? Never, like, the race was your first lap on the track. All weekend it rained. You guys didn't get any practice time, no qualifying. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't think you like to be prepared as drivers and as engineers, and I don't know that's the best way to, to do things. It was fine for me because <laughs> if it goes out there and hits the ground, I just radio in and, and say something to them. But I, I know you can tell us a little bit from your perspective. It was uh, probably a little stressful, wasn't it? It's always stressful your first lap on the racetrack, mm-hmm. always. Um, but the best part about what we we spent all week getting ready to go and make our first lap on the racetrack. So. Anytime you go through practice and anything you do in practice, you're either disproving what you've spent all your time putting all the potential in the car all week. So I was good with it. So you're saying the car you, was. So you're saying most time, most weekends, you overanalyze things. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I would say, like I said, Jason and I were just in there talking about the car, and and that's what we do is we spend the entire this whole, week, yeah. the whole week preparing to go, and we only get an hour to. Two uh, two and a half hours to really screw up the race car, so. <laughs> and we all do that collectively yeah. together. So, yeah. and, and it's funny to to speak to to what Alan's talking about just a little bit. You know, these guys, as he said, they work on it all week long. We show up at the race track with what we think we're going to race, right? And and that's what every team does. You show up with what you think is the best and what you think you want to have in that race car. Just like your primary car is a primary car for a reason because you've done something to make it better than your backup car. There's a, there's always a reason for that. And this weekend in particular, uh, from a team standpoint, you know, the win and, and the way that came about with no practice, no qualifying, no anything, there's a lot of pride in that because that was exactly how we rolled off to start the race was everything they worked Absolutely. on all week in yeah, the shop. All the guys in the shop, you know, body shop to okay. mechanics to engine to everything. It was engineers, everything they do on the pull-down yeah. rigs. And, and I know we've discussed pull-down rigs mm-hmm. and, and what you know what an engineer does during the week. We've had Boswell on once this year as well. Um, I was, well. I was really surprised him. we got Alan to come on today because he usually doesn't like to talk. That was, the, you know, it was, again, maybe that beer at lunch had something yeah. to do with him being willing to do this and the threat of another beer, possibly. Yeah. Bribed him. Bribery. It worked. Beer. That's all I needed. <laughs> he just needs some beer. But this, you know, there was... Well, Dale's was, pale ale goes a long way. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of pride, though, in, in the whole team because of how that came about. And uh, It was a big deal. Well, it was. It wasn't, And it wasn't an easy day. We had the no. flat tire that we had to rebound from, yep. able to go from the back to the front. The pit stops were a huge part of that. You know, we picked up three, four spots every pit stop, um, which, which you know, pit everybody's got to awesome. have a hand in it. And uh, He did a good job getting in. It was, it was impressive. Wow. It, it was impressive. It's a lot of love on the Dirty Mo couch today. It it yeah, winning does that. Isn't it funny how that works? It, even even a second place doesn't isn't nearly as loving as a win. Trust right. me. No. You know, because no. second still is second. There's a reason why it's second. So. But you got out front, and you had both the Gibbs cars behind you. Um, so how important is that clean air? We heard you talk about that post race, but I mean, is it just a matter of getting out front and staying there? Because you did you did hold off a Denny Hamlin charge there at one point, but it's like he had enough for one charge and then didn't really have much after that. Yeah, well, we, you know, I think that the, it was documented during the red flag how well, how good we thought the car was and, and didn't know if we had enough for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely thought we were a third-place car at worst just based on how the race had gone up until that point. Uh, what we couldn't have predicted was how the restart went when we did finally get back race. And I was worried we were going to get rained out, in which case Alan was 
Alan was on radar duty, and he passed it off to Shoemate, who's our second engineer. Yeah. And he said, oh, no, Shoemate looked. He said it's okay. And, you know, we, we, we got on Alan once earlier this year. He said, oh, it's going to rain at this time. It's going to rain at 3 o'clock or 6 o'clock, whatever the time was. And we woke up at, like, 6 in the morning, and it was already raining. We're like, uh, Alan, you missed it by 12 hours, man. What the 12 heck? 12 hours. So the engineer does double as the meteorologist. Meteorologist. Yeah. You, you wear we, a lot of hats. We had probably every weather app going <laughs> known to man up there on the pit box trying to figure out if it was going to rain or not. And it, it looked like we were going to be good. We are going to be good. I was. They told me as soon as the caution came out, they said, we're good. It's gonna. It's a quick passing shower. It's going to go away. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, as I'm sitting in the car, I didn't get out of the car. I stayed in the car. It's cozy yeah. in there. Well, it was warm, and it was kind of chilly outside. So I'm just like, ah, I'll stay right here. I didn't have to pee or anything. So, I'd, you know, <laughs> it didn't, didn't matter at that point. And I'm watching the mist fall. That's where I was a little worried because I'm, like, really close to the ocean, and it's right. misting. And a yeah. lot of times that doesn't show up on a radar. And I I might have asked somebody sitting next to me, is it hard enough for the tracks to keep getting wet? And they're like, no, it's okay right now. I'm like, all right, good. Let's get these things back out there then. So so did you want, sitting on top of the pit box, did you, were you guys hoping for rain, or did you want it to go no, back green? No, I thought green? we were, we had a solid car, I thought. Okay. Like, How stressful was it in those final ten laps when it, you know, watching on TV, and they're like, oh, we don't – Jason Burdett says Regan Smith's good, good to go to the green. You're like, I wonder. I had us. We were, we were on our number, so I was. I, I was think like good. it's more stressful as the laps, laps tick away because then you're two to go and you're like, oh, don't run out of fuel now, don't run out of fuel, and then you yeah. take the white flag. You're like, take oh, white, don't, don't run out of fuel take now. Take the white, and then I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> let's hope he comes around one more time. It goes Maybe from laps to corners at that point. You're like, get through the next corner. Get the the next exciting corner. part was how fast he was that last run. So that also plays a factor into your calculation that you were. Two to three tenths faster than which is the tough part too, though. Yeah, You're two yeah, to absolutely. three tenths faster. That means because of more throttle time on the gas. Yeah. More. I knew in the car I was using more gas, which made me a little nervous because I'm like, man, I know the number they probably used from earlier in the race, but we just used a lot more gas here because I'm on the throttle for a second longer, you know, full throttle or whatever that number may be. Um, and, and that's things that I can't get that back to them. They, they're just seeing the lap times and mm -hmm. figuring it up based on that, trying to think in their head how it's crazy how that be. works. So how tough it is, how difficult is it to save fuel in the lead as opposed to running second? Well, I mean, I didn't really save that much, so... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it's tough, you know, because second you've got... I think the the best way to put a second, you've got a, a rabbit out there. Okay. And you're gauging yourself off of something. If you lift early, you know, okay, I lifted early, but I'm making it up at this part of the corner. Uh, maybe it's in the middle. Maybe it's just by not using brake. When you're in the lead, you don't have anything to gauge off of. And right. I didn't have everybody that we were catching, we were lapping. So, you know, when I asked them at the start of the run, hey, tell me if you need 100 feet, 200 feet, whatever it is. And we got down to 20 to go, and Jason said, save what you can when you can, but obviously don't give up the lead doing it mm -hmm. that was kind of you know that's that that was basically clear as mud at that point like okay so does that mean that we're good or we're not good in talking we weren't and gonna slow you down that, that was the whole deal basically we're in the lead, just just go bud keep going for it and it, it, hopefully if you got a big enough lead built up if you do run off coming out of turn four or something like that then they can't get there anyways yeah, you yeah. can coast and get there um but it's it's a little more challenging up front it's more challenging on them too though because mm -hmm. they they got to be the ones to either say hey we're going to be this close or we're not going to be this close the cool part for our team and, and i think we all we discussed this on uh, saturday night we we might have enjoyed a few dales pad aisles on saturday night i would uh, expect you guys to. as well as sunday but uh, but we all talked about it and we're like you know the cool part was i think we all had the same mentality if this thing runs out and we just ran 79 laps in the lead beating the gibbs cars running the way that we did they tried to make their challenges they couldn't mm -hmm. get past us we were just fast, and, and 
both Dover races, really. We were extremely quick this year. Could have won both of them easily. If it runs out in that situation, none of us were going to be mad. There's nothing more you can do. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, you're going to be disappointed, and, and you're yeah, not going to love it. It runs out or it doesn't, like I said. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to get out of the decision car. decision made. It was collectively made on I mean, the pit box. And, and I had the same mentality in the car. We yeah. didn't, none of us even talked, and we had the same mentality about it. So it was, uh, you know, it was a good thing. I was on the same page. But a win at Dover, outrunning the Gibbs cars, a good day, to say the least. And where is the Miles the Monster right now? Miles the Monster. It's over on the setup plate. There it is. Billy's yeah. got it all posted up. Regan's over there pretty the good at forgetting his trophies. Plate. No, I don't ever forget the trophies. <laughs> don't worry about that. I was pretty sure it was at the setup plate, but I wanted to make sure. I know he, he spends more time out at the setup plate than I do. So. I don't spend that much time. So soon it'll go to Rhett's room, I would think. What's the box? Out of curiosity, there's a box out of our not, setup plate. I'm not really allowed to get too close to the car. Can touch you explain it? that to us just a little bit? They've just got to, to paint a picture for our <laughs> listeners because as we talk about radio and TV, they don't know what we're talking about. We got the setup plate out in the shop. And there's a box that's probably two by two, we'll call it, that's been cordoned off. And in it, it says Alan's waiting area. Yeah, if I come out and I want to change something or... You don't actually physically touch no, the car. No, I don't. Engineers no. don't touch the car. No, why would I want to touch it? Uh, your second win of the season, sixth of your career. And with that sixth win, you have tied Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski for most wins in junior motorsports history on the Xfinity side. That's so, cool. good company. Definitely good company. We'd like to get that seven. Yeah, you should get one more. And, pass and then you could guys. be uh, the guy on the top of the chain. Here's what I'm saying for Charlotte, since we're about to talk about Charlotte. I think you guys should take a, a lesson from last week. And w- during practice, you just shouldn't even go on the track. So just don't even bother. The first thing I got told after the race by basically everybody on our team is we're not practicing anymore ever again. Yeah, we're just, just going to put it on jack stands. Yeah, Billy's got the jack stand shined up. He's, he's ready to go. He's ready for it. Just leave it sitting he's there. A, and but Big victory for Fire Alarm, too. They've only got what? No, was that their second race this year or first primary? Second. That was their second. Yeah. Fire alarm. Second primary. Did, uh, first time victory happy. line. And they were there. They were fired up. Oh, yeah. Attended. Auto ownership <laughs> was there. They were, uh, you know, they were pleased. They're, they're good people. They've been, uh, you know, great friends of this company. And and, uh, and yours, too. And mine. And, uh, you know, Denver, Colorado company. So I take a lot of pride in that. And, and they were excited. I got, I got all kinds of emails and pictures from them afterwards, which was uh, they were interesting. Uh, I did hear that uh, one of the fire alarm guests uh, picked up our – marketing rep in celebration and twirled her around i i did not uh, hey in victory lane everybody's happy so it doesn't you know yeah so a- anything goes anything goes it's that's all part of sponsor anyway uh okay so that brings us to this week's uh, this week's deal of stump first name uh are you ready yeah this is actually this is pretty this is a new segment of the show first names when it comes to stats is as good as anybody and but not racing stats oh and then today's yeah. is a racing stat but it's not that Ooh. difficult Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right, so Regan's win at Dover was the second company victory at Dover. Brad Keselowski also won there in 2009. Nine, yeah. Okay, when Brad won that day, how many laps did he lead? Oh, God dang. This is – I'll give you a hint. This is a trick question. It's not nearly as many as Regan led. I think I know. I think I remember that right. You can probably help him. Why don't you help him out? No, it's uh, (laughs) – so if it's a trick question, like, did he just lead the final lap? Well, you need to figure that out. That's what I'm going with. One lap? Yeah. Close. He led two. I was going to say yeah. two because I think it was a green-white checkered and it he was. took it on the restart. Well, what happened is Brad and Joe – or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle Busch was leading Joey Logano, who's his teammate at the time. They got a lit into each other, and Brad was running third. So when they got into each other going in one, Brad just cruised on by, led the final two laps. That was it. Is it good, Daddy? Is the sponsor? Uh, I think so, yeah. You, you put in a solid effort there. So. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to have to look this up, but I don't know another driver that has led – that few of laps and still won the race from junior motorsports side. But hey, it doesn't matter how many laps you lead. 
Yeah, I don't. What about Casey? Oh, that was it. Casey led like one. Yeah. The one. He led like, like ten feet. Yeah, like it was it's like still one Regan. Trust me, we <laughs> we both remember that one. Yeah, Casey. That was Regan's. Uh, was that Talladega? That no, was that was Daytona. Daytona. Yeah, Daytona. That was a that was a tough one. Yeah, but that's gonna bring us into Charlotte, the final night race of the year. We debated is this the final night race? Homestead actually technically ends at night, but starts at four thirty. So we said, what the hell? It's the final night race. I think this is the final true night race. I think that's a fair statement. And yeah. a, a home game for us, so to speak. Everyone's gonna be there. Uh, Dale's Pale Ale on the seven car this week. Ooh, Always excited to up. have them on the car. Yeah, big big uh, weekend. Good looking race car, good looking paint scheme, and you know. Looking forward to Charlotte. I think uh, we finished fourth there last time. We felt good about the car, you know, where we started off after mm -hmm. practice and, and really thought we learned a lot. Middle section of the race, we had to work our butts off on, yeah. our, on our race car and managed to get it back where it needed to be and, and got it back up front. Uh, needless to say, I'm, I was my typical pleasant self on the radio as we were trying to get to that point, but we did get it back there. Um, night race is completely different at yeah. Charlotte. And, and what I'm excited about this race is it always seems like this is kind of – we say the wild card races are done, right? Everybody talks about yeah. that, the road courses. that. You know, Charlotte, for whatever reason, in October feels like a wild card race because the track is so different. It's so gripped up. The changes so much there. Yeah. I'd say probably more than any place we go, wouldn't you? And the practice is completely in the daytime, so yep. we get no so practice like what it's going to be at What night. help is that? Realistically, if you're practicing in the daytime and racing at night, what what good is practice? Think, oh, a racetrack gets tighter when it cools off, and and a lot of times Charlotte gets looser. You know, it's it, it's a unique the opposite of what you expect. Yeah, the opposite of what you expect, but uh, you know, I feel good about it. We we found some speed in our car last year there, and and uh, you know, I think that we're we're certainly improved from where we were last year at this point. So. A uh, lot on the line now. Now we can go out and try and, you know, just keep yeah. doing what we're doing. Go win another race, and, and the pressure is going to be on that 60 in a heartbeat. You did say today during our beer toast that you guys aren't points counting anymore. No. And you weren't last week, and look what happened. I feel like when we got to the walk on the gun where we all kind of felt good about it, like, yeah, man, look at the points. We're back in this thing, and, and something bad happens. So we're going to go out, and, and as a team, we're going to do what we've been doing the past eight weeks, really, and that's – Hey, if anything goes, you know, whatever happens, we got nothing to lose at this point. And uh, you know, if it works out, it does. But it'd be, uh, it'd be, it'd be cool to go into Homestead and have that thing within, you know, three or four points, whether it's to the good or to the bad, and and get to battle it out at that racetrack. And and that's, uh, you know, I think that's our mission right now. Yeah, I mean, the Xfinity Series doesn't have a chase, but we're. We might as well because we already look like we've got a chase scenario here. Well, the good part is is we've got the, the nine car, right, who's ahead of us by a little bit. we got the three car who's not far behind us. And if any one of those three cars is able to put pressure on the 60 and, and close that gap up, it's going to really ramp up the pressure for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's going to change things just a little bit. So, uh, you know, we'll keep doing, keep doing what we've been doing and see how it all shakes up. It's a good plan. I approve of this plan. Anyway, uh, your teammates this weekend – and Casey's last run at Charlotte in a junior motorsports vehicle worked out pretty well. Yeah, third. He won with the truck. No. Oh, no, you're right. It, well, I take that back, yes. His second to last run. I keep forgetting he ran the first race. Yep, you're right. But, uh, you know, he's got a win there already this year, so uh, you'd expect Casey to, to be quick. He's always good at Charlotte. Chase led both races there last year, had a shot to win both of them. Uh, so you know he can get around uh, He can get around Charlotte well. So It's going to be uh, fun to watch. And guess what? Alan, if you want to watch the race, I know you're going to be working, but if you want to set the DirecTV, it's going to be Friday, October 9th at 8 p.m. on NBCSN. Oh. NBCSN. I'll, I'll tune in. And it's the radio the broadcast, TV. since we all love radio broadcast, PRN will have that at 8 o'clock. There we go. All right. Well, Alan, we appreciate you joining us today. I know, I know you guys are busy out there getting stuff finalized for, for Charlotte, and uh, certainly always good to have 
you know, fresh faces on here, and, and I think that's the most words you've ever said to me in two years together in one sitting right there. That was nice. It was good. Good job. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get ready to K1 Speed Hot Laps. K1 Speed is America's premier indoor go-kart racing center. With 27 locations nationwide, there's bound to be one near you. Visit K1Speed.com today to find a location near you. Alright, so Halloween is coming up, and it's also 2015, and Marty McFly and Back to the Future have his thing. They uh, did a Jaws 19, which is the movie that's in the second Back to the Future. They did a trailer for it. They're selling the old Pepsis that he drank there for $20, and I was telling Heath that I'm trying to figure out what I can need to be for Halloween, and I was thinking about having y'all two plus the people that listen to our podcast uh, figure out what I need to do for Halloween. I think that's Okay, my turn. I'm very excited about the Back to the Future thing. I wanted to put a costume together myself, but I don't want to go to the store and buy one. I want to actually, like, find the old stonewashed jeans and all that crap. But anyways, more importantly, I was watching The Muppets last night on ABC. Have you watched this show yet? The Muppets go for happy hour. Kermit the Frog is at the bar drinking a beer with Fozzie. Like, as a kid, there's, am I right? There's, there's kids watching this. I just, I, I don't understand. They're Muppets. Are they of age? I don't know. Kermit told us, I think... <laughs> Disturbing. Well, let's start that by saying Muppets were around when I was a kid, and I'm 32 now, so I'm pretty sure they're of age to be drinking, first off. Second off, what were you doing watching the Muppets last night? I mean, come on, Heath. I definitely had you pegged as a Dancing with the Stars type. I am I am shocked that your wife turned over their remote control to you. Uh, that's all I got. That'll wrap up this week's episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. There's plenty of opportunities to see Regan Smith, Chase Elliott, and even Ben Rhodes this weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. At 1.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, Regan Smith will be at the NASCAR Xfinity Autograph Session in CMS's Fan Zone. At 2.45, Chase Elliott will hold an autograph session at the Junior Nation Merchandise Hauler. At 3.15, Regan Smith follows his appearance up at the Xfinity Autograph Session with an appearance at Dale's Pale Ale Fan Display in the CMS Fan Zone. You can find Ben Rhodes with his own autograph session at the Junior Nation Merch Hauler at 3.30, and he'll also be at the Fan Zone at 4.05. Just a reminder, Friday's race is on NBCSN at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. It'll also be broadcasted on PRN and Sirius XM Channel 90 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dale's today.